If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith. And I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the South LA firework explosion. Here's what you need to know. It was the Wednesday before 4th of July weekend when the Los Angeles Police Department received an anonymous tip at 8.45 a.m. The caller reported illegal fireworks were being sold near East 27th Street and San Pedro Street. LAPD dispatched officers to the South L.A. neighborhood to scope out the area. Historic South Central is a formerly redlined district and home to a mostly lower-income black and brown community, and it's one of the most densely populated neighborhoods in the city. The police officers knocked on the door of Arturo Ceja III at 9.30 a.m. and found over 500 boxes of commercial-grade fireworks underneath a brown tarp in the backyard of the house. After putting Arturo in custody, police called in transportation to remove the commercial-grade explosives, but they had also found homemade fireworks that they deemed too volatile to move. Instead, they brought in a total containment vessel and bomb technicians to detonate these homemade products on site. By 4 p.m., the LAPD made calls to the local media to cover their confiscation victory. Just one year ago, George Floyd's murder by Minneapolis officer Derek Chauvin had launched a national uproar against police brutality and racial disparities in America. Months of protests calling for police reform, defunding, and abolition as daily new footage revealed police violence against unarmed citizens, racial profiling, and misconduct across the country had put police departments on the defensive. 
In historic South Central, City Councilman Curran Price had co-authored a motion to shift $150 million from the police budget amidst support to invest in the community, not cops. For the LAPD, protecting South Central by detonating dangerous illegal explosives could be an opportunity to showcase the technical expertise of the LAPD and the kinds of big-ticket items critics had called to be slashed from its $1.76 billion operating budget. That afternoon, officers knocked on the doors of the homes closest to the detonation site, telling residents they could evacuate or safely shelter in place. However, the numerous news outlets and overall spectacle drew residents toward the detonation site, and crowds of families gathered only 100 to 200 feet away from all directions. The bomb squad had determined the homemade fireworks were too unstable to be physically weighed on a scale, so they used x-rays to guesstimate the flash powder weight. The armored canister was built to safely contain up to 25 pounds of explosives, so accurate weight was critical. When the last of the volatile material was loaded, an officer yelled, fire in the hole, and the detonation began. Attempt to safely detonate illegal explosives goes terribly wrong. Only 17 wrong. people, including 10 LAPD officers, an ATF agent, and nearby residents were that injured. That blast happened just after 7 o'clock last night. 5,000 pounds of commercial-grade fireworks. The blast was felt for blocks around Small, here. Small, improvised explosives. The force destroyed the container. The vehicle sent debris flying everywhere. Catastrophic failure, and the result was shattered glass everywhere. Police what was intended to be a demonstration of safety turned into a shocking explosion. Windows in all the neighboring houses and businesses shattered as screaming people ran for cover. Shrapnel hurled into the sky. The top of the containment vessel, weighing as much as 2,000 pounds, flew two blocks east, smashing part of a roof before hitting the ground. The blast injured 17 people, including 10 officers, with injuries ranging from cuts and scrapes to facial fractures, concussions, and a ruptured eardrum. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats The June 30 blast traumatized and temporarily displaced over 90 people and injured at least 17, and contributed to the deaths of elders Ozzy Hotchins and Ramon Reyes. 13 businesses, 30 homes, and 37 cars were destroyed, and countless pets were lost. In the days following the explosion, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms calculated 32,000 pounds of fireworks at this single location. LAPD had originally estimated only 3,000 pounds of fireworks. The total containment vessel is used to safely detonate explosives and is able to contain a blast of 25 pounds of material. Bomb techs estimated they were detonating around 16 pounds of fireworks, but later, findings estimated it was likely more than 42 pounds. With us today is producer Clayton Early. Hello. And fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And it's just the three of us. We can make it if we try. <laughs> just the three of us. You and um, I and I. <laughs> yes. You and I and I. You That's and right. you and I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, 
Chris. What? I'm going to ask you. What's been alarming you? What's well, recently keeping you up at night? Well, I was up last night. I think it was because I did hot. I do hot yoga, mm. and I did hot yoga during the day, and it sometimes keeps me up. But it could also be that guys, I'm turning the big four zero this year. Wow! Now, don't tell any casting directors because they're actually legally not allowed to know that information. <laughs> So if you're a casting director, please uh, give yourself the men in black uh, memory zapper. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, is that alarming? Honestly, no. I've been warming up for this. I'm ready for this. Um, I'm sure I'll have an emotional breakdown at some point in the next week, but <laughs> I'll let you guys it know. It hasn't happened yet. And that's all that matters. That's right. It's okay to cry, Chris. It's okay. In well, your 40s and at any age, really. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, you know. But it's more it's, appropriate when you're a baby, I guess. But it's appropriate any, at any age. I guess my little alarm in that regard is time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It, it stops for no man or woman. Mm-hmm. It just keeps on marching on, and we must ride it like a wave uh, into the coast, which is death. Yeah. And we can also ride it right into this episode. Okay. Um, because time is limited, as we all know. <laughs> True. <laughs> and, you know, this is just one of these episodes you do that you're like, wow, major oopsie daisy. Right. Oopsie. What? WTF daisy. <laughs> <laughs> what the frig, dude? Also, daisies <laughs> should not be called into this like they did nothing to deserve they're really nice (laughs) (laughs) um but seriously what just crazy how this kind of thing can happen and this only happened a year ago we're talking you know this this is one year ago we saw it on the news i remember i remember watching news coverage and and Mm -hmm. thinking how how did this happen now, I, I want to start off by reading some of the quotes from the victims um, just to kind of understand the impact this had on this community. This is from the LAist. Police said they first evacuated people from the vicinity, but Kamika Joseph Stratford said she only got the word by chance. She said she was in the middle of cooking dinner when she happened to take a walk outside and saw LAPD officers and the bomb squad. They told me I had 30 minutes to evacuate. She said Joseph Stratford said she grabbed her purse and her kids put on their shoes. But just as they started to walk away, the car blew up right in front of me and my family, forcing them to run and duck for cover. Joseph Stratford said police directed her to a homeless shelter on Skid Row. Rather than go there, she said her family spent the night in their car. Now in a hotel provided by a nonprofit, she says the conditions are unsanitary and unsafe. The gall of LAPD to direct her to a homeless shelter on Skid Row after they just blew up her neighborhood. Right. Is... Yeah, it's for, that's that is. Could you imagine? I, I it, it well, I want to read another uh, excerpt, <laughs> but I just have to stop and 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 Our say. Our podcast host is at a loss for words. <laughs> shook. This is it's not just good. you know why because if this had happened in Beverly Hills oh, and they no. had oh, said, "Here you go, ma'am, um, just go to this homeless shelter over on Skid <laughs> Row." Just imagine that for right. one 
second. No, it's or first of all, knock, knock, knock. Hey, we're going to blow up some bombs next door. So yeah. just maybe shelter in place. They'd be like, do you what? mind? If you could, yeah. <laughs> do you but, mind uh, getting all, all of your um your uh just workers outside of the house and 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 do you mind moving your Lamborghinis right. so that we can blow up this house next door? <laughs> I, well, population density is also a huge element of this, right? Okay. Is that this is an no I'm yeah, yeah, no, I'm I go, I go, no. okay, I'll find small another house. really fancy house. area that has a population <laughs> density. Trust me, okay. <laughs> well, but to to further to the point, if you would if you would do this exercise anywhere, it should be in Beverly Hills because the, the because it's so spread out. That's what my point was. Oh, I see. You'll only ruin <laughs> one mansion. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, <laughs> only one family has to go to the shelter. Unreal. I'm. Livid. Okay, we'll continue. Lorna Hairston, a partner to Ozzy Hutchins, who died a few weeks after the explosion, said, As the media watched, this planned detonation damaged the home Ozzy had lived in since he was a child. I suffered cuts from the explosion. I laid in the bed with glass on top of me for three hours until being rescued. Mm. We lost our dog of 14 years. We became displaced because of the explosion and had to stay at a motel. While recovering from this traumatic event, we were not able to receive proper medical care that we needed. We underwent the stress of knowing how much damage was done to our home, but not not knowing when we could return home or what sort of assistance we would get to fix it. On July 22nd, Ozzy died. Ozzy was a retired teacher from the LA Unified School District. I am without a partner that I depended on. I still can't find our dog. My entire life is in that house and I'm not able to return. I use a walker and maneuvering through the damage is impossible. Mourning the loss of Ozzy is tiring and difficult. So it's not just, you know, we think, oh, like a few houses got damaged. What's the what's the collateral mm-hmm. here? Right. Right. This, these are lives and these aren't people who can just pick up and like right. call their contractor and be like, oh, you know, I don't know when I'm going to get this money f- uh, uh, back from from the LAPD or wherever if, if they're even going to get any money, which many of them haven't, right, uh, to fix my home. But, you know, I'll just put in, a, I've got the 20000 right now, just fix my house and, you know, I'll eventually get paid back. These are people, working class people. Right. They and don't have the, that. And if the city is the one who blows up your house, you know, if they make a miscalculation and they damage your home to the point where it's inhabitable, they should make it very easy. Like they should be approaching you saying that, Feel, let us help you fill out this so that we can get the contractors here to come in and fix your right. We can make it right. You shouldn't have to be left like, okay, well, when is this going to be fixed? And I guess I'll just figure it out. Like, thanks for doing your job. Blowing no. up my house, you know? Yeah, totally. And, and, and this specific scenario, there was a loss of life. You know, this is a, a someone who was not able to get medical care because also... Like we don't know the living conditions, like like the 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 difficulties that these people might have with mobility. Mm-hmm, you don't know if mm-hmm. people are, are you know disabled in some way and need help getting around. What kind of uh, medical insurance they have? Um, mm-hmm. This kind of accessibility is not. You have to remember, it's not everyone doesn't have that, mm-hmm. and so it's 
so deeply disturbing and upsetting. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree on all fronts. So let's start off by yeah. putting on the board. Yeah, throwing people up on the board. Uh, and we'll start with Arturo Ceja III. This is according to the United States Department of Justice. Arturo Ceja III, a.k.a. Outron, 26, made several trips to Nevada in late June to purchase various types of explosives that he transported to his residence in rental vans. Most of the explosives were purchased at Area 51, a fireworks dealer in Pahrump, uh, Nevada. Fireworks in California can be sold for as much as four times what purchasers pay for the fireworks in Nevada. Seha also purchased home homemade explosives constructed of cardboard paper, hobby fuse, and packet and packed with explosive flash powder from an individual selling the devices out of a vehicle, according to court documents. Mm. So this is where so there were fireworks he purchased illegally in Nevada, brought mm-hmm. them back. But there were also these like homemade fireworks, which really was the cause of the confusion. Right. Because they were too volatile. To, too to volatile and unmarked and as they, well. Right. And they didn't know well, what poli- was in the them. Police were in a, yeah, exactly. The police were in a position to guess. Yeah. What, not saying that that's okay. How the police handled it is fine. Okay. <laughs> you know? Right, right. But, 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 it, but, but, but that was the confusion. Yeah, there, that that's an important that is an important detail. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is um this is the guy who bought the fireworks and brought them to the house. Started the domino effect, I guess. There's here. something to be said too about the ability. I don't know how what you would phrase it as, but it just seems really problematic that a certain state will ban or have a certain law in place for public safety and that you can just cross the border into a neighboring state that has totally different laws and get that thing and bring it right back into your, you know, and this applies to guns and a lot of other things. It's like, how do we, is that like a, you can't like start having border patrol in every state. Border, well, you, you know? can have the ununited states of America. Like we can, <laughs> we can instead of ha- having the states united, we could have them ununited. So mm-hmm. we just become fifty little countries. That's, yeah, <laughs> maybe that's fine. <laughs> Europe does it. <laughs> I mean, Cal- we'd be good. We'd be fine in California. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't know how. I mean, it's like you. I'm yeah, like, it's, I'm it's mad at Nevada for selling well, like well, crazy fireworks, but and also like. I met at the guy who's selling homemade right. fireworks in Nevada. I don't know. It's just well, you, you also make a good point and, and you point out why, I don't know, you always see on like CSI or whatever, they're like, ooh, he crossed state lines. Now it's a federal crime. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, that's why like we have a federal government that has these broader regulations. And I think, I think, I don't know, but I think you're, there are laws to disincentivize people from doing exactly what you're talking about. It's just like maybe they're harder to actually reg- like regulate. Regulate. Put, That's put what I was act, just going to say. Yeah. How much resources do we have to regulate like Arturo who's crossing the state line to buy exactly. something to make fireworks? No, Obviously not much. Not if much. Dri- if you ever, and, and last they, time I drove to uh, uh, last time I drove to Las Vegas, they didn't really. No one no. stops you, no right? There, Unless no. there's cause for concern. I think that there's like they weigh the trucks. That's like one. That's about form it. Of, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. But it looks like he just rented some vans, and I I think that's no one's going to stop a van. 
we went we rented a van when we went to mexico for a friend's wedding remember that guys? that's right it was a really nice like luxury minivan (laughs) (laughs) great time we could have been smuggling fireworks (laughs) but we didn't we didn't we definitely didn't no we did Um, not guys relax (laughs) um so we're putting the guy up on the board who actually got the fireworks he's up started this whole thing let's also put up a miscalculation up on the board this is according to LA Times, Los Angeles police badly miscalculated the amount of fireworks they placed into a containment vessel before detonating them, according to a new report from federal investigators. Sahara Suleiman, community's editor for Streets Blog LA, said, Bomb Squad protocol does indeed allow for an estimation of the net explosive weight of explosive materials in lieu of physically putting them on a scale in cases where volatility is a concern. The 44 soda can, uh, the 44 soda can devices were judged to hold 1.5 ounces of flash powder mm. each, a total of about 4.1 pounds. The techs should have immediately recognized the estimate of just 1.5 ounces of flash powder as being alarmingly low. Similar devices tend to carry at least 3.5 ounces. Uh, The ATF's national response team later estimated the device were even more densely packed with flash powder containing five ounces each. The bomb techs didn't just misguesstimate that net explosive weight by over 20 pounds, However, they also managed to drastically under eyeball the the key word here being eyeball right. under eyeball the weight of the countercharges that they themselves constructed. Countercharges have known net explosive weights and are usually carefully calibrated as part of the effort to create a controlled detonation. Yet somehow the LAPD's calculations of their own their own known materials their own materials, okay, were off by over five pounds at a net explosive weight of 11.77 pounds rather than the 6.5 pounds the bomb squad had originally estimated. So that's by a lot. Mm-hmm. The counter charges alone accounted for 80% of the capacity of the TCV. So a counter charge is uh, in disposable of in disposal of explosives, countercharge means placing one explosive charge against another for purpose of detonating the charges. So kind right. of like canceling each other out. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Right. Um, this is, yeah. Yeah. It's all, it sounds, it just sounds insane that like part of me understands how they're like, okay, w- there's so much unknown here that like the, the fear of them trying to move this stuff. Um, but then you're like, the alternative is that we're just going to like leave it here and like make our best guess. And I guess if that's what you have to do, like overestimate as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, I don't know. Call me crazy, but that's what I would do. I'd be like, whatever you think it is, just double it and get that bigger thing to come in here and contain it. You know, like how was it so off? If this is, if this is possible and this is your job, maybe this is what we are going back to, uh, what Chris was saying, regulation, like maybe this, what we could put on the board is like, not regulation, but like a lack of resources to regulate because shouldn't there just be more, we should be able to get this. We should be, you'd think, right? When you think about, especially when you put it in the context of the LAPD, where they have like, like 10 helicopters, they have like, 
when you see the LAPD do a raid or like yeah, crowd regulation or whatever, like they are, they have massive amounts of money. And like, I'm sure that there are cities that um, gotta be cities that don't have a, a bomb squad, b a detonation truck or whatever mm-hmm. this thing is too. Um, but you know, to your guys's point, it's like, I don't know. You got to be able to know how to use that stuff properly. <laughs> mm-hmm. You think. Um, taking the, the con- you know, the idea that this is a low income area versus a, a high income area and putting all of that aside. If you're one of these bomb squad technicians okay. or right, would you do this if this was the house next door? Just your own house. Right. How carefully would you calculate what's going into this if this was just right next door? Mm-hmm. Right. I, well, th- you know, this speaks to... Sorry, go ahead, Clayton. Uh, just quickly, I was going to say, if I if, if I knew someone was detonating a bomb right next to my house, I would be talking to those people. Like, <laughs> I want to know exactly, like, what's the math? Like, I need, I need to feel comfortable before I... Like a resident here, I'm going to let you blow that thing up. Just like if I, well, it's not even the resident's fault, but like their own people. Like if let's say like you're you're going to if you were going next door, you found out there were fireworks next door, and it was your job to detonate the fireworks next door, Clayton. My job. Yeah, I I would never have that job. Yeah, (laughs) never sign up for that job, Colin. Well, that's what happens on NCIS, and I've brought this up uh, before. But you know, when the writers get together in the writers' room and come up with these uh, story ideas that you know the police officer gets to the scene of the crime and then he's like oh my god that's my daughter's house right (laughs) you know (laughs) and so that's um, what get you hooked yeah (laughs) but that never happens in reality and to your point rebecca well when you think about policing in general and when you think about society in general you know like it's rare for people to well i don't want to say rare but you know, it, it, people are always looking after number one themselves, and if they are in an area that is not familiar to them, or if they, you know, if they don't have any emotional connection to anything, they'll right. sort of. The, it, it's harder to make decisions that <laughs> would be for the safety and well-being of mm-hmm. the people in this area because yeah. this is foreign to you. People have a hard time putting themselves in other people's shoes. So is that lack of empathy? Yeah. Yeah. Now, let's do, uh, let's put up, yeah, go on. Well, I was just going to sort of tweak that. Maybe we can do like um, my, like, shoes, shoes that are only my my shoes. Not, (laughs) never putting other people's shoes on. Only sticking to your shoes. Not walking a mile in that man's shoes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Jesus. <Yeah. laughs> that it's going to be hard to put up on on Instagram. <laughs> let's put let's <laughs> Let's put it up anyway. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to keep it gender neutral too. I'm going to say in that other person's shoes. Other person's shoes. <laughs> Thank That's you. good. I appreciate that. Okay, let's also put up LAPD bomb techs. This is according to the L.A. Times. In a statement Monday night, City Councilman Curran Price, who represents the area, said the ATF report confirmed the LAPD was negligent and showed little regard for the local community. 
As a trained as trained professionals in one of the largest police departments in America, I still cannot fathom how the LAPD thought it was acceptable to merely eyeball unstable explosives in the middle of a densely populated neighborhood, Price said. This is according to ABC News. A senior Los Angeles bomb technician raised serious concerns about overloading a containment chamber with homemade fireworks. Right. Multiple times, bomb technician C told this his squad about his worries ahead of the detonation. I said, quote, uh, this is too much to do one shot. We're going to break them up, right? He recalled saying to his colleagues, quote, I had a bad feeling. This is not good. This is too big. He was ignored and repeatedly told to relax. <laughs> oh, oh, that. Oh. Oh. Well, Rebecca, you know, well, I know in my that. house, we don't we don't say the R relax word. Relax is a bad word. <laughs> relax and, means and get riled to- up. <laughs> we I we just need to spread the word about the 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 bad word that is relax. <laughs> no. It should only be said in the context of like a spa where it's That's like, right. We're gonna That's help right. you relax. And, and, and beware. And beware when you say that. The it's tone, a triggering word. Yeah. yeah. The tone of relax. <laughs> Next yeah. time you tell you say the word relax, think about it before you yeah. say it's it. It's dripping with so much subtext, which because relax means you're not relaxed. You're being crazy. Calm uh-huh. down. Anyways, we don't have this is a huge digression. Yeah. I just wanted to say <laughs> I think it's very important. It's important. I wanted to say I've been thinking a lot about this lately um, in relation to some news coverage. I, it's the power of like anxiety or stress in these kind of really heightened moments. It really kind of brings out um, who is really capable of really thriving and functioning effectively in that kind of high stress environment and who is not. And it just makes you realize that it's just a bunch of human beings that we're Mm. calling to this situation to like fix it. It's not like superheroes. It's not someone who's, you know, sure you're trained for this, but being in the moment, like showing Mm. up to a high stress, this thing could go off at any second or like there's an active shooter or, you know, like what hostage situation, like all this stuff is, we're just calling other humans and hoping they know how to do it better than we think yeah. we would do it. Yeah. And that's 100%. scary. And that's scary. That'll keep you up at night. Thank you, Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Clayton. That's why Chris can't sleep. <laughs> um, let's also put carelessness up on the board. We have a few of these to go through, and I want to make sure that we have them all. All right. This is according to Sarah Suleiman. Although LAPD has stated multiple times that per protocol, it set up a 300-foot perimeter around the explosive threat, footage from the outlets, outlets suggests otherwise. On busy San Pedro, for example, buses, trucks, and passenger vehicles are seen rumbling unimpeded past the stacks and stacks of fireworks that were ap- approximately 300 feet from Sejas's backyard stockpiled. Evacuations also appear to have been similarly haphazard. People who answered their doors claimed LAPD did not explain why they were being asked to leave their homes. Other neighbors either never heard LAPD come to the door or were outside the set of households notified. ABC News says prior to the blast, only two homes had been evacuated. Two homes. Wow. Hmm. So. What do you think this is? Because, look, these are probably regular cops, not bomb squad guys who are going door to door, right? So 
is this a fundamental lack of understanding about the gravity of the situation that the, the for the cops to sort of bring to the residents? Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that's an interesting question. Um, and let's discuss here because something I also wanted to talk about, not necessarily put up on the board, but just discuss is the, you know, people in this area and sometimes in general, not listening to law enforcement. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a distrust that we now yeah, have. Yeah. Right. No, it's massive. Um, so this is again, uh, Sara Suleiman on the morning after the East 27th street blast, Lieutenant Raul Hovell chose to blame the failed evacuation effort on the injured residents, Ugh. claiming that they hadn't answered their doors. Three weeks later, rather than acknowledge that those injured were older, disabled, had nowhere to evacuate to, and had been told they could shelter in place, Chief Moore echoed Hovell's message, essentially telling the police commission the real issue is that people don't listen to law enforcement. Yikes. I mean, especially at that time, right? You know, you have this fundamental, uh, this, this tension, yeah, um, I mean, this goes the beyond the, the, the event, you know, right? I mean, this is an L.A. problem. This is a, a, a you know, mm-hmm. U.S. problem. Um, this is also a race problem, And right? no one wants to take the blame. No one wants to admit any of the faults. Right. And in, in, in this case, the guy, the, the chief, Moore, sort of leaned on the... the um, Blame the victim kind yeah. of card. <laughs> well, I was going to say the the culture war issue here. It's mm-hmm. like, look, you are the ones who want to def- defund us. You guys are out here protesting us. Like, well, guess what? Um, you don't trust us. You don't listen to us. We tried to warn you. You know what I mean? This is what happens when you don't trust us, when we can't. You know, so he sort of plays that card in a way, sort of flipping the narrative, which... I, I, I my only pushback to that is like if you I guess it'd be different if like everyone did evacuate and they didn't tell people to shelter in place because they knew they actually did the calculation right and there were like some people who did push past a proper three hundred foot parameter you know barrier line and got injured and they're like well you shouldn't have been clearly where you weren't supposed to be but they really mucked this up on many levels and there's the the proof is there so to kind of like boil it down to like well it's just that people don't trust or listen to law enforcement it's like well it's totally wrong right it's it's, you guys didn't you guys didn't you guys made an error here you made a miscalculation and people got hurt and you shouldn't have detonated things until people were at a safe distance like it's the problem is not the relationship between the police and the residents is a ongoing thing that's not the problem here no that that, that, no accountability in this case you're a hundred percent accurate. I mean, let's just like just well, this but- is one of those gut check kind of like, well, what is the most obvious thing? It's like don't blow up a bomb, or if you do, blow up a bomb. Like your gross miscalculation and blowing up a bomb in a densely populated residential neighborhood is maybe something you should be a lot more cautious <laughs> yeah. about. Right. Well, let's talk about racism and classism and put that up on the board. Okay. Paula Miner of Black Lives Matter LA said, You do not detonate explosives in a neighborhood. We believe that if this had been another neighborhood, not a working class black and brown neighborhood in South LA, they would not have detonated those explosives. Again, this is Sara Suleiman, a communities editor of Streets Blog LA. 
Why did LAPD make the decision to detonate explosive material on a residential street in historic South Central, a formerly redlined, lower-income, black and brown community that is also one of the most overcrowded neighborhoods in the country? What set the South LA explosion apart from previous detonations was that LAPD did not take enough care to ensure that a black and brown community was not further harmed in the process. For example, after discovering seven tons of fireworks in a warehouse near 800 North Spring Street in 2004, they evacuated they evacuated 250 people from the surrounding blocks. The operation required the closure of multiple streets, tangling rush hour traffic. The motivation for the evacuation, Fire Captain Bill Wick said at the time, was the fear that a change in heat or humidity could ignite some of the fireworks, kicking off a disastrous chain reaction. The South LA detonation also stands in stark contrast to how LAPD handled the Vietnam-era hand grenades family members found in a deceased relative's North Hollywood garage garage in 2018. In that instance, LAPD evacuated the streets and homes within a two-block radius around Clybourne and Clark. The bomb squad then examined and removed four or five grenades, later detonating them a little over two miles away and at some distance from residences inside Valley Village Park. Residents reported being able to return home uh, after about two hours. So it's been done before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They've, I mean, and to, to, to do this in that 2004 incident, to do that in the middle of rush hour traffic... That means they're taking this very mm-hmm. seriously. Right. Mm-hmm. Why was it not taken seriously? I guess their argument would be like, well, there were homemade things, so we just weren't sure, right? Like that's that's going to be like their defense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. That's and and the end. They're you know obviously they're what they say. What their excuse is is we tried. We tried to um, tell people to leave. Um, but obviously like, you know, you can imagine how the, some of these conversations went, right? I mean, wh- who knows? I mean, besides, you know, the witnesses that they talked to, it's like, you know, how you deliver a message is really important and what you do and ha- what your protocol is. So maybe this is like a lack of protocol. Maybe they need a better protocol. Maybe they need to better sort of communication put up for signs sure or in, in, within the LAPD. And, be, and like, like just go over the loudspeaker and be like, this is like an unknown amount of explosives is about to blow up. Like you, you know, please leave the area for God's Transparency sake. a little bit would have helped. Um, I know we're running out of time, so I just want to lastly put up uh, media optics over protecting and serving. Uh, again, this is Sara Suleiman. The media were informed of the presence of volatile materials around 4 p.m. The fire department got word around 6 p.m., but in a rather pointed breach of protocol, LAPD chose not to alert the council member's office about the explosive materials evacuation evacuations or planned detonation at a city council the following week councilman price asked police chief moore to again clarify on record that his office was not informed and to explain why his office was shut out of that loop moore did confirm the failure to notify price but could not explain the protocol breach just the fact that officers comprised the bulk of the injured 
10 total were hurt, with nine taken to the hospital along with the one ATF agent, suggests that LAPD had undertaken this operation with an expectation of maximum spectacle and minimum risk. They saw this as an opportunity to uh, spread the word of the good job that they were doing, mm. essentially, and boy, did that backfire, yeah, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, obviously, yes. The so, karma. Is there anything else that we want to put up on the list before we start knocking it off? Hey, let's maybe not make homemade bombs at home. Homemade yeah. bombs. Why? Also, I, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, and I've talked about this again before, but fireworks. <laughs> Can we get our, I don't know. Can Rough we just like, uh, I, first of all, yes, it, it's terrible for dogs. And terrible, terrible for sleeping babies and terrible in, in so many ways. But like, what is so fun about them? I don't know, you guys. <laughs> well, you know what? I, here's, I will say this. I do enjoy like a good curated firework show. Um, I don't know. I just like I sure when you go to Disneyland or something, yeah. you know they they. But whatever. the homemade and what I specifically <laughs> don't like are the ones that are just intended to be really loud. Like there's no visual effect to that. It's just a small <laughs> bomb that really is loud and disruptive <laughs> and can be not just to pets, but you know a lot of people with their own PTSD like totally it can be very traumatic. It's like why do we need that? Here's another thing I do want to throw on the board too, uh, which I guess is kind of in Arturo's defense. Why does this guy need to be selling illegal fireworks at four times the price? It seems like an economic problem. If that guy hadn't better access to, you know, a job, a career, he wouldn't need to be selling things illegally to make. I mean, I I don't know about, I mean, he's just maybe just trying to get the most, he's just trying to make a buck. No, I hear that. But there's a lot of people who do things that are illegal because they feel like they have no other option, right? If they had I guess they so. had better education and access and resources and just whatever, like maybe they wouldn't feel the need to be participating in a legal activity to survive. We got a well, he's on the board, right? The guy who he's on the board yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, he's on the this, board. And I'm just saying in general that this is not like specifically in defense of him. Lack but, of opportunity or something yeah, is just, what you're trying to like, just I guess that goes to, to um I guess you would, it would just fall into classism where we have yeah. like certain people yeah. who are connected and remain wealthy and connected and right. others who just are disenfranchised. Yeah. Uh, economic disparity, I guess. Maybe you we could should call blame it. um I'm just thinking of our national anthem, which is like a really weird national anthem. It's actually just like one account of one battle that uh, was won, I think, mm-hmm. in the Revolutionary War or something. Or maybe the But anyway. Um, the bombs bursting an airline from uh, mm. from the national anthem. Mm. Yeah, we maybe yeah. we should Let's blame art. <laughs> maybe we should maybe we should um, replace it with uh, yeah, just replace that lyric with and like, the people clapping in joy. There you go. That's a just good clap first. Jo- with joy. That's send a, us uh, alarm. <laughs> send us some suggestions. Send us your bombs bursting in air. Maybe yeah, like, replacements and fish for the bomb. swimming in pond. Yeah, but I mean, I get it. He wants to be like. Well, it's it's a big it's not moment. Celebratory, yeah, but like, yeah, I guess it wouldn't be uh, clapping in joy because it's he's describing the, the a battle, a battle. Right. <laughs> um, but it would be like and hand combing through hair, maybe instead, like and hand combing through hair. during a battle. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sure that some guys during the battle had I'm stuff sure. in their hair that they needed to get out of their hair. All right, we got to get to this board, you guys. Yeah. No, no, we got to figure this uh, line. Stop. Stop. <laughs> but Clayton, put, Clayton has refused to put this up on okay. the board, but All right. I'm Well, serious. let's put it up on the board. The uh, national anthem line. We got to get going, guys. Okay. okay. National anthem. Uh, let's take a quick break and, and start knocking things off the list. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Okay. Who's to blame for the South LA firework explosion? Arturo Seja III, miscalculation, lack of regulation and or resources to regulate, not walking a mile in that other person's shoes, LAPD bomb techs, carelessness, people not listening to law enforcement, racism and classism, better communication, lack of protocol, media optics over protecting and serving, homemade bombs, economic disparity, or the national anthem bomb bursting in air lyric. <laughs> That's you that was the first thought there. I had was that lyric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got Did we put a, a homemade bombs uh, just our love of fireworks if we could throw that Love up of as fireworks, well. sure. Yeah. First, let's take people not listening to law enforcement off the board. I think it's not that. If anything, it's better communication uh, from the part of the LAPD coming Mm -hmm, from LAPD. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Carelessness. Why are people so careless? I think that kind of folds into not walking a mile in other person's shoes. Okay. Okay. We can do that. Miscalculation falls into the uh, LAPD bomb techs Mm -hmm. that can fold into that. Do you know there's four other verses to the to the Star Spangled Banner? Mm. That we Maybe just we don't just, sing? I just looked it up. Yeah, yeah. We just sing the first part. What? <laughs> Is there a better verse we could be singing? I'm skimming it now, not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we we got the best ones. <laughs> I guess we'll we'll put uh We'll put the lyrics for that uh, Star Spangled Banner uh, in the show notes <laughs> so people can um, peruse that. It's just like T-I-L, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Now, our love of fireworks, let's keep that on. <laughs> just because I... 
because <laughs> uh, this is your podcast and yeah. you hate fireworks. Media optics for over uh, over protecting and serving. Media optics. I mean, protecting yeah, I that, mean, that one's a little confusing. I feel like that comes after. I, I feel like you, yeah, yeah. Like the situation okay. is already happening. Sure, they called them the media, but that's not the. You can't blame yep. them for the, like all the miscalculations. Yeah, I think we can take that off the board. Homemade bombs, we should keep. I guess fine. We'll take our love of fireworks out, but just also like uh, fine. You like fireworks, but like go to a park, go to a professional firework regulation. If you're gonna, if yes. we're gonna have dangerous things and they need to be heavily regulated, that's what it means to live in a quote free yeah. society, not just Don't to do whatever do... you want. And I just want to point this out, like. Those fireworks you do like in people's front yard or backyard or whatever, they're very dangerous, especially if you are living in California, which is a, a dry right now. It's fire season mm-hmm. and anything catches fire. You could be causing major damage. It's so silly. Please, for the love of God, stop mm-hmm. doing <laughs> uh, 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 home fireworks. Okay rant we're begging you we're <laughs> begging you rant <laughs> i i can't i can't deal with that it's so silly to me please mm-hmm. people stop we should add a little sound effect for when somebody just pops off like that and it should just be like rant not just that but i will say that a lot of people are injured and even die because of these homemade or not homemade but uh home firework mm-hmm. displays okay yeah, every year They're, it's the same debate if you listen to any kind of like news there's yeah, don't always do a story it. about the danger and like the trauma that comes along with yes. the, the joy. Get your joy kicks elsewhere. <laughs> Economic disparity. Get what do we do about this? <laughs> oh, I do think elsewhere. I do think that economic disparity has a place in this. Um, but that to me feels more like much more pulled back. And I do feel like we can afford yeah. to be much more specific in this. Racism, that folds in, can fold into racism and classism here, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, Chris, but I'm taking the national anthem off the list. Well, I, I don't have any problems with the national anthem, and I want to go on the record of saying that. <laughs> I just think that that line can be punched up or okay. punched down, actually. Punch, mm-hmm. Bring it down just out changed. of there. That's right. The rods, rock, the red, the red. What is we it, know, the we know the one. The rocket's red glare, the hand combing through hair. Okay, that's his pitch. <laughs> okay, we'll keep we'll keep pitching we'll on. We'll keep it. workshopping. Yeah. That. yeah. Um, lack of regulation and or resources to regulate important <laughs> to me. Yeah, again, I mean, because this is there's a lot. This is encompassing our conversation about people crossing you know, state lines with illegal stuff and how the federal government could even have enough people to like prosecute. Again, it's a little bit macro than it is. Yeah. I think we can uh, fold it it into like now. Yeah. um, Fold it into the LA, not the LAPD bomb text, but like lack of protocol or no, that's not right. But I don't know. It is a, a, an important issue. I I think we can fold not walking a mile in another person's shoes into uh, racism and classism. Sure. So we've, we're left with Arturo Seja III, LAPD bomb technicians, racism and classism, better communication. Oh, that can fold into the LAPD, uh, okay. LAPD slash LAPD bomb techs we should do because the the... It's not just the bomb techs, I think. It's also the other 
LAPD um, officers, officers yeah. who were in charge of, you know, securing the yes. area. Lack of protocol and homemade bombs. Homemade bombs, people. I can't. I can't with you people. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so dangerous on so many. It's it's the opposite of the alarmist. Is I can't. What are we going to do here? We have five things. We got to We got to send something to jail, and we have to slap something here. Here's where I'm at. Okay. I think you send. It's hard because. Arturo Seja had not had those fireworks, this wouldn't have happened, right? Right. But at the same time, if the LAPD had not gone in there and, <laughs> you know, tried to detonate them, mm-hmm. then this catastrophe, I mean, catastrophe could have been handled in a way better way. Yeah, I mean, the, the here's the truth of the matter is he did have the fireworks and he didn't set them off. He they he was arrested for having them. True, which is what the police are supposed to do. The yeah, explosion there was a result of right. all of the LAPD's yeah. bomb techs and force making certain decisions uh, and then acting on them that caused all the injuries and damage. Right? Yeah. So to me, it's like, and the fact that there was. So because it could have could have gone another way. They could have done this in a safe way where the, the news story was what they wanted it to be. Look, mm-hmm. we I know you just cut our budget, but like, look, we just really saved this neighborhood from this potential dangerous situation. Didn't. Pause. What? Oh, sorry. I'm writing lyrics uh, to replace the bombs bursting in air. Oh, God. Um, I haven't moved on from that. Uh, uh, the red and uh, okay. rockets, red glare. We're Watch literally step cr- on Clayton and I are working. We're doing hard, our job right now, and I'm literally <laughs> getting distracted because you are. I was like, I, "What is he trying to tell me?" Rockets, Watch your step on that stair. Yeah. I was like, "What does that mean?" I was sorry. I was just writing myself a reminder because I wanted to bring that up later. Some no, other no, options. thank you. Anyway, um, I think I, Clayton, thanks for helping me. I think I've gone. Uh, you got it. I think I, 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 I've made a decision. Tell me what you think. Okay. I think we should send the LAPD slash LAPD bomb text to the alarmist jail, and we should slap Arturo Seja the third for having the fireworks in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, I I do like that. Um, I wish there was a place for homemade bombs because I feel like Me you too. feel so negatively, rightly so, about them. But and I also like- wish there was a place for classism and racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that you can roll up classism and racism into the LAPD. Uh, I yeah, mean, just because of this behavior exhibited and their response thereafter. I also think you can roll up homemade bombs into Arturo. Into Arturo. It's, yeah, it's yeah. The, the people in this specific what? scenario. Why did he buy those from a, a an unmarked vehicle? I don't money, money, to money, make, money. To make money, capitalism, we bring capitalism. It's not on oh. the board. Cash. Cash. We should money. put it up on the board. Right. All right. I'm going to call it Arturo Seja the third. You're getting the big slap. LAPD slash LAPD bomb techs. You're going to the alarmist jail for this one. We did it. We did it. Thank you guys for being such wonderful guests for multitasking. You were guests. 
And you were also fact-checking and producing. And mm-hmm. the rocket's red glare. And gently rock in a chair. <laughs> uh, do you know what battle is? Clearly, you've never been to battle. <laughs> <laughs> no. I just feel like Enrod Rocket's red glare is enough. We don't need the bombs bursting in I air. I would just okay. say in the rocket's red glare a- and all the scary stuff there. <laughs> Gave proof through the night. Yes. And our flag was still there. Okay. You well, got, we you, got to the bottom of it. We fixed I tried it. To, I tried to overcorrect yeah. by yeah. doing... No, Clayton nailed it. But Clayton got um, it. All right. Well, uh, think about that line the next time you hear the Star Spangled Banner during this 4th of July weekend. After the firework explosion... In August 2021, Arturo Ceja III pled guilty to a single count of transportation of explosives without a license. He could face 10 years in federal prison. In September 2021, Police Chief Michael Moore said he directed the LAPD to no longer use a total containment vessel to detonate fireworks in residential locations. Five members of the bomb squad were removed from the field. As of April 2022, at least 15 families are still living in motels, while others have decided to return and live in their homes, despite broken windows and doors still exposing them to the elements. Despite a $1.2 million fund from the city, the money has barely made a dent in repairs and most claims and bills are still unresolved. Visit our website and let us know who you think is to blame at www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at The Alarmist Podcast and on Twitter at Alarmist The. You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early with fact-checking by Chris Smith and editing by Molly Hockey. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Alex Paul. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith and the Erios Network. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing the Aberfan mine disaster. Erios. Powered by ACAST.